people go buy into a McDonald's franchise because of the system. You're buying into the system and the process and the duplicatable patterns. They don't teach you how to like put fries in the in the deep fryer, you know, for two and a half minutes. People don't buy into a McDonald's because they want to sell burgers and fries and chicken sandwiches to their family and friends, right? They buy into McDonald's because there's a proven system in place that if you follow this process, you will get results. Welcome to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Chris Moore. I'm the founder here of Elite Business Advisors and your host of the podcast. Uh, this is going to be our last solo episode here for just a short bit. Uh, next week, we've got a great interview lined up uh, with Lauren Fink. Lauren is the owner of Apex Painting up in Michigan, uh, and she has an amazing story. I really can't wait to highlight that and just what she's accomplished in her business here in the first year, year and a half uh, that she's been pursuing it full time and just kind of some of the stories. And, and uh, I met Lauren at PCA Expo last year. Uh, so I'm really excited to see her here in a couple of days as we're recording this at, at this year's expo uh, and to interview her and to share a little bit of her story and where she's found success and how she's done it uh, in such a short time. And so after that, we'll be back in studio for a handful of episodes. Uh, and so I hope you've enjoyed these solo episodes and I would love to get your guys feedback. I know I say that a lot, but I'm 100% serious on this one. If you would like more or less of these one-on-one -on -one kind of solo teaching episodes. Um, for the most part, we've gotten a lot of good feedback so far from some of the ones we put out, and that's why we're kind of rolling with them here is we've got a little gap until we get back into studio um, over at the PCA office uh, to start doing some more interviews and stuff. And so we've kind of just ran with the solo episodes uh, because it seems to be going well. Uh, again, we don't want to run too many of them in a row here and, and get uh, too repetitive. We like to keep it fresh for you guys, uh, but we'd love to get your, your feedback on that for episodes moving forward again because you're the reason we do this podcast it's not so that we can be egotistical and say we have a podcast we do it for you guys uh, and so whatever we can do to make sure we're adding value and uh, checking the boxes and helping you guys in your business i would love that feedback so Today's episode, uh, I cover kind of the importance of having SOPs and systems in your business. And I'm really going to focus in on SOPs. We've done some episodes before on systems and systems thinking. And so I want to really hone in on SOPs. And so for those of you guys that may not know the, the terminology of SOP, uh, it stands for Standard Operating Procedure. Uh, and really what an SOP is, is it's just documenting the way in which you do something. Uh, typically it's tied to your business, uh, but you could argue that there's, you know, maybe not handwritten down, but SOPs in your daily life, right? The order in which you do things in the process and, you know, the most efficient way to do it. Again, we've covered that on a previous episode. Uh, and so in this episode, I'm going to cover why SOPs are important, uh, and kind of the benefits of having SOPs, uh, the different SOPs you need to have in your business. Uh, and I'm going to talk a lot to the kind of the home service contractor here, but I think you'll just listening through them, you'll, you'll have a good understanding of, you know, uh, on a broader level, how to implement that into your business, uh, how to get started recording SOPs. Uh, and then lastly, how do you actually implement the SOPs, right? That's always a big thing. It's like, okay, we, we have the SOPs. Now, what do we do with them? How do we use them? Uh, and so we're going to cover those four topics when it comes to SOPs uh, here today. And so I hope it helps. Thank you guys for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. All right, so why are SOPs so important for your business? Uh, I think there's a few reasons why. Uh, number one, again, I'm, I'm going to talk to the home service contractors, specifically my painters out there since that's where I came from. Um, do you love being on the job site all the time, making sure and your guys are doing things and doing it in the right order and babysitting them? Uh, if your answer to that is 
yes, this episode might not be for you. If the answer to that is no, which is I'm going to say is probably the majority of you guys, uh, this is going to be a great episode for you. SOPs we are designed to make your business systematic so that you can leave the job site and go do what you need to do and know that your painters are going to keep doing things in the manner that they should be doing them. Um, it, it keeps things consistent in your business, right? Consistency is key to a lot of things you're going to be doing. And so, you know, we want to make sure that all of your employees in, in each area, each department of your business are doing things, you know, the way that you want them to be done. That way there's, there's no, you know, one crew's doing things at a very high quality level, uh, inefficiently. And the other, you know, crew three is like on the opposite end of the spectrum and it's because they're doing things differently, right? We want to make sure it's consistent across the board. Uh, I always said, we want to make sure that everybody's doing it the elite painting way right that was the name of my painting company and so i always said we want to make sure we're doing it the elite way uh, the elite painting way and so we want things to be consistent um sops are a great kind of fallback here uh, to protect you if something goes wrong on the job site uh, and it was clear there was direction step-by-step things right uh, work orders is kind of a different system I, i'm not going to cover work orders as much in this episode again i want to focus on sops um, but work orders kind of can do the same thing right if one of your painters puts the wrong color in the wrong room the work order was there and, and designed to, to catch that and make sure that that was done um, the sops are more about the processes in which you operate your business right and i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna go through the the different um, SOPs that you should have for your business here in just a few minutes. And so with that, you know, I want you guys to make sure that your painters, your employees have an understanding of how they're supposed to do things, right? Because again, that's how you can hold them accountable. Um, Let me just use an example, right? Let's say that you guys are painting um, a bedroom and you're painting the walls, the ceiling, and the trim, right? And I'll get into, again, the different ones you really need and why this is important to know. There is a logical way in which you should attack that bedroom to get it as efficient as possible, right? So for example, you might do the baseboards and the ceilings first, so that way everything's dry by the time that you're gonna cut the walls in against that color, right? You can do ceilings, walls, and trim, you know, baseboards, door jams, all that, two coats, and one day if you have the right SOP and process in place, right? Because uh, you gotta take into account drying time and how do you do that and all these different things. So let's say for example, your painters go and they don't really think about it. They just start painting you know, one area. They don't think ahead about dry time and when they're gonna have to cut up against it and all these different things. And they get to the end of the day and they're like, hey boss, we gotta come back tomorrow. And you're like, that should have been a one day project. And they're like, yeah, well, the paint wasn't dry and we couldn't cut up against the baseboards, the ceiling, the, you know, whatever it is, right? For me, if you have SOPs in place and your painters do not follow them, they are then going back to finish that on their own time. Again, there's probably some legalities with that, so maybe don't make it super cut and dry. But if it's a repetitive thing, that's really on them, right? It's on you as the business owner to make sure that they're following the SOPs. Um, but after a few times, like they should understand that, right? And so again, I'm not saying don't, you know, break labor laws and don't pay people for, you know, hours worked. I'm not saying that by any means, right? But I'm saying you can kind of lean into that line a little bit. Um, and maybe that's a, a drastic example, but like when things don't go as planned and you have a specific SOP in place for that situation and they don't follow it, like, that's kind of protecting you as the business owner and not and just being able to say, well, you didn't follow the process. So how are you going to fix this? Or when are you going to make this up? Are you going to go by there tomorrow after work to finish cutting in the walls? Like what's the plan here, right? Cause you didn't follow the SOP. So 
again, kind of off on a tangent there, but I think it's super important to think through that. Um, and that's a big reason why SOPs need to be in place. Uh, lastly, and, and this kind of goes back to the systematic approach for you being able to leave the job site, having SOPs allows you to have scalable growth by duplicating out the amount of crews you have. Plain and simple. Again, we want crew one, crew three, and maybe even at some point you get to crew five, six, and seven. We want them all to be doing things the same way to where, again, you're not selling jobs, promising one thing to a customer and, you know, not sure which crew is going to show up and how well they're going to follow through on the process and how you're going to do things, right? I think that's a big thing we have to think about as you're going and doing estimates. You're telling homeowners, hey, we're going to come in. We're going to, you know, remove your light switch covers and outlet covers. We're going to spackle your nail holes. Um, you know, you take care of the breakables. We'll move the furniture if you get there and your crew is not taking off the outlet covers maybe they missed some nail holes and they made the customer move furniture like that completely goes against what you're doing and saying at the estimate right so when you have a standard set of how you guys produce and you know attack a job um, again for the most part there will be little variances in there um, it should be consistent with what your crews are doing and what you're selling at the estimate so think through that um, i want to real quick hit on kind of where SOPs and, and systematic approaches became so successful. And I think Ray Kroc with McDonald's is a huge example of it. There's a, a great book out there and, and a movie to go along with it. Um, it's been a while since I've seen and, and read those, uh, but I would highly check it out. Ray Kroc was known, you know, I, I guess I'll say it like this. Um, taking the real estate piece of why people own McDonald's out of the equation, that's a whole nother genius business idea. Um, but understanding that people go buy into a McDonald's franchise because of the system. You're buying into the system and the process and the duplicatable pattern, right? There's a reason why it's McDonald's, I think McDonald's U or McDonald's University, Hamburger University, something like that, right? Um, because they teach people the process in the systems. They don't teach you how to like, put fries in the in the deep fryer, you know, for two and a half minutes or whatever it is, right? They're teaching you the systems and the processes in every way, shape and form. And so I always say people don't buy into a McDonald's because they want to sell burgers and fries and chicken sandwiches to their family and friends, right? They buy into McDonald's because there's a proven system in place that if you follow this process, you will get results monetarily and everything else. And so think about that as you're putting your SOPs together. That's you know, McDonald's is, is nailed this one. And I would say Ray Kroc was one of the pioneers in the industry. So, or in the, the concept of that, uh, and definitely pioneer in the fast food industry for sure. Um, so what are some of the different SOPs you need to have in your business? So I think this kind of depends on the size of your company. Um, there's one that's like, you know, across the board for every company. And then some of these I want to throw in here just because I want you to understand you need to have SOPs for everything you do in your business right? Um, it's not just job site production, although that's the number one area you should have and the place to start in my opinion, but you're going to have SOPs for everything. Um, we're going through and writing and updating SOPs on how we think through and coach our, our clients, right? For the other advisors that we're bringing on board as we continue to grow. I want to make sure that the, the full-time advisor we hire here in the next couple of months is doing things the same way that I've done them. And again, not saying that my way is the best way. And I'll kind of go into how you can make this a team approach later on. Um, but just to understand that I want to make sure that the clients we're bringing in have the same experience and can get the same results of how I've been coaching people over the last five years. Uh, and again, it's not an ego thing. It's just something that, that we know we need to have in place to make sure we're not just throwing our advisors out into the water and then things are being done in a hundred different ways. Um, so we even have SOPs in our business. So number one, if you have an office staff, 
Um, I think it's a great idea to have SOPs in place for the phone call scripts they use, the process in which that they schedule jobs, right? If it's two weeks out, you know, what's the follow-up process, right? Like what's the checklist? What's the sequence of events that happens with that? Um, they need to have a process, you know, an SOP for invoicing and closing out jobs and marking jobs complete. Uh, if your office staff takes care of job costing, like that should be an SOP, right? Everything they should do should be an SOP. So for example, with your office staff, they may not have one SOP for their entire job. They may have seven or 10 different SOPs for each task they're going to be doing in their job. And I know that sounds like a lot, but again, if you are at the point where you have office staff helping run your business, you probably need to have that level of detailedness in your company to make sure things are being done the elite way or whatever your company's name is, right? Uh, and so that's well worth spending some time walking through and I'll, I'll get into how do you actually go through where's where do you get started and how do you start this process um, the second one this is the big obvious one here your production team again I'm talking to my painters out there if you can you should this is the number one place to have it and start with right have a, a SOP in place for how you produce jobs on the job site so when I say production team I'm talking like your painters and so forth I'll get into a couple extra ones for crew leaders here in a second and so if you have SOPs in place um, you should have an SOP for interior jobs and I don't just mean all interior jobs right because as I mentioned a few minutes ago you're probably gonna have an SOP for when you're just painting walls in a room you're gonna have an SOP for when you're doing walls and ceilings in a room and you're gonna have an SOP for when you're doing wall ceilings and trim in a room right because the process in which you attack that project is going to be different based on if you're again sealing walls two different colors now you got to worry about dry time and cutting in against it right same thing with trim if you add that third element in there and so you should have an sop for every interior project you're going to do you should have an sop for your exterior projects again maybe you know you could have a couple variances in there or just hey here's the order in which we do things if we're doing them um, you know, and again, a work order can kind of deviate, you know, if little differences and stuff, right? So I have one procedure for everything. But, you know, in this procedure, it should talk about paint application, right? How do we apply paint onto horizontal siding? Uh, do you mini roll it and brush the cracks? Do you mask off and spray? Do you, how do you do this, right? And so I think that's a huge thing to understand is you need to have SOPs in place, maybe one for horizontal lap siding, one for vertical siding, different things that you're, you and your crew are going to see in the market you operate, right? Um, you should have SOPs, obviously, for kitchen cabinets. That's a very systematic, structured approach. Deck staining, fence staining, every type of project you guys produce, you should have an SOP for. Um, let's talk about crew leaders. Uh, we're going to do a whole different episode later on down the road on crew leaders. But crew leaders, to me, are the magic to growing a business and scaling it out. And so I think your, your crew leads should have an additional SOP for how do they start jobs, Right. Typically, they're going to get there on day one, talk to the customer, put a lawn, you know, maybe it's put a lawn sign in the yard, greet the customer, um, go over the scope of the work, and then put a plan together for the project before the painters get there about 30 minutes later. That could be an SOP process that they follow. Um, same thing with how to close out the jobs when things are done, right? Communicate any changes to the office for invoicing, which ties into your office's SOP. Uh, you know, and then an hour before you finish, okay, go grab the homeowner. If they're home, do a walkthrough with them, kind of a preliminary one. Um, tell them, okay, hey, great. You know, let's take notes of anything that needs touched up. Um, great. We're going to be finishing up here in, in about an hour. Um, here's, you know, the office just sent over the final invoice to you. Here's a, a card. If you want to, you know, go ahead and leave us a Google review. It's got a QR code that goes straight to our Google review site. And, uh, you know, let me know. I'll grab you once we're finished as we're cleaning up here. 
uh, and you know we can double check the areas that we mentioned we're going to touch up and uh, I'll, I can either take a check with me today or you can get online through our invoicing program and pay right boom plain and simple there's a process in place to close out jobs uh, and so I think you can have additional things for your crew leaders uh, on here as well uh, I think you should have SOPs this is a big one for estimators right estimating numbers system there should be a process in place on how you go through and price out your projects there should be a process in place on what the sales process is right an sop in place for that you know you show up okay then you do a walkthrough with them i always say there's kind of three stages to an estimate right it's the initial phone call it's the at the estimate uh, and then it's the follow-up and at the estimate it's it's really kind of three phases there too right you're doing the walkthrough with the customer then you're going through and, and you say, okay, great, give me 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to get my numbers and write this up. So then phase two is getting the numbers together. And then phase three is, you know, going through the estimate with them there on the spot before they leave, right? And so I think if you, as you have estimators, again, when you're growing your business to that level, you need to have SOPs in place for that, right? What their, what their expectations are and how they need to be doing their job. Uh, and so here's a couple thoughts uh, that I want to leave you guys with. Number one, how do you get started? I think the biggest thing with SOPs is start somewhere, right? Start documenting something. Pick an area of your business. Even if you just say, hey, the first thing I want to do is document how we paint walls on an interior project, just walls only. Fantastic. Start there because then again, from that one, you can build it into ceilings and build it into trim uh, and multiple things, right? And so start somewhere. Just start documenting things. Don't be afraid to lean on your team a little bit. Hey, guys, I would love for you to document how you're doing things, right, to get their feedback on it. Uh, and so start putting thoughts down on paper. Again, it, I'm walking through this process, uh, you know, just a, a couple months ago, we got started on it. We're still finishing up some of the areas of business. Um, but we realized as we were, again, hiring advisors, you know, I use this as an opportunity to say, okay, before, you know, we bring on our next client, like I'm going to get the finances section written, how we coach through people in their finances and the marketing section, right? Those are two huge areas that we get, um, you know, questions on and, and the place people need help with. Uh, and so we went through and just started documenting those things out right all the different ways we think through business and so does it take time yes uh, do you realize you have to spend time working on your business not in your business yes um, but here here's how I look at this and here's exactly how I looked at this when we started writing our SOPs I knew that the I'm just gonna say the the three hours I took to write the whole finances section um, I knew how much money I could have made in those three hours if I was on Zoom coaching clients, working through things with them, right? But what I realized is I'm actually setting myself up for much greater success down the road because if we can systematize things so well and have the SOPs in place and we already have the tools and the resources and we have some of the greatest advisors around that I could ever imagine having on my team, I know we've got all the other pieces in place. This is like the last piece of the puzzle. And so I know if we can do that and we can do it well, that the three hours I spent there, the amount of money will be multiplied infinitely, right? And I think the same thing for you guys. Instead of thinking through, wow, I got to take five hours to sit down and document this. I could have been on a job site painting two bedrooms and making, you know, $500 today or whatever in that time. That's okay, but you're thinking too small, right? You got to think bigger and larger because what would life be like if you could have two or three full time crews? That's a great return on your investment, guys. So think about that. So start somewhere. One thing to re remember too, this is a working living document for the rest of your company's history, right? This isn't something you're going to sit down 
and that it's going to be perfect and then you're going to run with it right because technology will change ideas will change things will change in how you operate in your business and so how you do things today isn't how you're going to do things in 20 years right so understand that this is always something that you guys will be updating you guys will be revising again there's some areas we've kind of had some sections written on that we're revising for ourselves and i think same thing for you guys and so don't let the perfection piece of it keep you from doing it right understand that this is always going to change so get it there even if it's 95 percent of the way get it there and start working through it with your employees and you can add and change things as time goes on um, and then that brings me to the last point here how do you implement sops it's great to have all these things but if you spend you know hours in in putting your sops down on paper and you do all this and you don't do anything with it then it was a waste of time then you would have been better off painting two bedrooms that day instead of you know building your company for the future and so you know number one put all these together on a nicely branded document with your company's logo your letters on it again make it very clear what it is right walls only wall ceilings wall ceilings and trim you know estimating processes all these different things and and have it all together for each of these positions, right? So your painters may have, it might end up being 15 or 20 pages based on all the different scenarios they have, but guess what? They should keep that with them because especially for new people, they can refer back to that. Okay, what was the process we needed to follow here for this exact situation that Chris talked about, right? Uh, and so obviously you're gonna use these in your training. You know, when you're training new people, you're gonna train them on the processes. If you haven't, you know, if you don't have SOPs in place and you have employees, you need to go back and, and work through this with your employees and say, hey, here's the process I wanna make sure we're all on the same page with moving forward. I think a key thing from that is get feedback from the positions and the people you have on how to improve these SOPs. Again, when you have people already in place, right? If you're a solopreneur and you're putting your SOPs together, fantastic, because you're just going to use that straight into training your first employee. It's going to be you know easier maybe on in that sense. If you have employees, work through it together as a team. Right? So guys, I want to get your feedback. I want to really systematize and standardize how we do things. How are you guys doing it? What changes do I need to make? And again, as time goes on, update these things, right? Get their feedback, get their input. If you make it more of a team game, it's going to go over a lot better and it's going to be a lot easier for people to adopt and implement these than if you make it kind of a top-down dictator approach. Hey guys, this is how we're doing it. Like it, hate it, don't care. Next Monday, this is how we're doing things. They're going to be kind of taken aback, right? Especially if you, you know, they've been with you for three years and they've never seen you, you know, serious about systematizing things. So get their feedback and work through it with them. Um, but your SOP should be a point of focus in every job site visit you do, every you know homeowner stop by, every conversation you have with them. Maybe not every single one. Uh, you know, their structured reviews, team meetings, everything. Right? We should always be pointing back to the SOPs. If somebody asks you, and this can be a tough thing, right? If somebody asks you or asks the crew leader, "Hey, what do I do next?" Go look at the SOP. Right? Maybe they're going to a different part of the project and they need that crew leader's guidance on what's coming up you know, next. But for the most part, if, if they're there and it's like, you know, okay, they're going and spackling the nail holes, they're removing the outlet covers, they're moving the furniture, and maybe it's just you and one painter and they come back to you and they're like, okay, what do I do next? Look at the SOP, right? Um, again, there might be some communication. You can say, hey, I'm going to start cutting in. I want you to do this. Uh, but try to point them back to those SOPs as much as you can. That's the best way to get them implemented, again, especially if there's some changes being done here and how to train your new people on it. And so 
I really hope that helped. I've had a couple of people requesting us to do an episode on SOPs, uh, and I'm glad that we finally were able to do it because I think they are so important in your business and so critical to your success. Again, from a long-term mindset. It will help you in the short term, no doubt, but this is really setting you up to, to grow and to become duplicatable and become consistent. Uh, and I would argue, even if you just want to have a, a team of three painters and you kind of run sales and you run production and, and everything, you still should have SOPs again, because unless you're going to be there 40 hours a week and, you know, estimating and doing marketing the other 20 hours and working 60 hours a week, you should still have SOPs. So don't think this is just for people that want to grow. This is for people that want to systematize their business, make life a little bit easier, a little less stressful on you, the business owner and your, your crew leaders and your production managers and everybody else involved. And so I hope it helps. I hope you guys get a lot out of this. I, I look forward to the interview coming up next week with Lauren. Uh, and thank you guys for plugging in and listening to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Podcast. Have an amazing day. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you have questions from today's episode or would like more information on how we help our clients, visit us online at www.elitebusinessadvising.com to schedule a free business analysis meeting. If you're a painting contractor, be sure and check out our Elite Business Academy on there too. We have a systematized program designed to help you treat your business like a business. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you automatically get the newest episode every Tuesday morning. And lastly, my ask of you is if you found our podcast to be beneficial, we'd love to hear from you by giving us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening on. This will organically help us reach other business owners all over North America to help them in their business. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day.